gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Yes, indeed. Back again. Bringing the, the, the Democracy Manifest flavour through once more because we dive into the, the workings and machinations of government tonight. I hope you're all very, very excited. <laughs> it wasn't a plan when we made the Democracy Manifest, our part of the intro to the music news. We just thought it was funny. And it was sort of worked well with the news theme, but it feels like since then a lot of our music news is, have been around government and policies and all that sort of stuff, which makes sense yeah. when you really think about it. Um, and we're not talking about it tonight, but another sort of music news related topic that we could have gone into was the lifting of the concert cap at Allianz Stadium in Sydney. Yes. Obviously fantastic for music, but then a lot of the tenants there, a lot of the the you know, Sydney FC, the Sydney Roosters, the Waratahs in the rugby league, rugby union, the tenants there of Allianz Stadium say it's actually untenable, the fact that they're going to lift the concert cap. So, and it, it's something for us too. We both, we love sport. We love music. I see it from both angles. So it wouldn't make a very nuanced or a very interesting music <laughs> news because we'd be making one point from one side and going, yeah, that makes sense. And then making another point for the other side and going, yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah, you know, imagine, I mean, I suppose we're the most unbiased, but, you know, music lovers of the Central Coast, imagine if they started throwing Central Coast Stadium open uh, at all times for music events on mid-A-League season, us as hardcore Mariners fans would be pretty unhappy. Yeah, I wouldn't be super thrilled, but at the same time, you know, music on the coast is always welcome. So a bit That's different right. in Sydney, I think, <laughs> when you've got plenty of purpose-built venues. But, um, yeah, tonight's music news is not about that. We're actually talking about one of the key parts of the federal government's revived policy. Yes, uh, we are indeed. So you might remember, um, uh, I don't even know when this <laughs> was. I'm not, I was going well to uh. <laughs> give you six months ago, but I don't even know if it was six months ago. But, you know... Following the election of our new federal government, they set about uh, going and redesigning an entire cultural plan for the country, and that was titled Revive. Now, we have covered this in the music news's past in varying levels of detail, and you would probably be able to find that if you jump on your podcasting platform of choice and uh, find Homebrewed and Australian Music Podcast, and then look for the title that correlates. <laughs> I'm not going to do that for you, I'm sorry. But I will give you a bit of a background, right? So tonight we're going to be talking about Music Australia. And this was something that we were very excited and a lot of people in the industry were very excited about hearing as a centrepiece and a really key part of the policy, the revived policy, um, because it would formalise a whole body within government whose job it was to oversee and um, you know deliver good outcomes for contemporary music in Australia, much in the same way that Screen Australia does for the film industry. And Screen Australia has been super important over the years, mm. as we know. Um, so so what we're talking about tonight is that more details on how this body is actually going to work, what it's going to look like, its leadership structure, all of those things have been released because the federal government has actually tabled its legislation ready to be passed. Um, this reporting comes via the Music Network. They do very, very good stuff in this space. So um, kudos and credit goes to them. Um, but basically... Music Australia was a key part of the federal government's policy, the revived policy. It was backed by $286 million in dedicated funding that set out over four years. Um, revived centrepiece is the establishment of Creative Australia, and Creative Australia will be the government's new principal arts investment and advisory body. The governing body of Creative Australia will still be known as the Australia Council. This is going to be important because I'm going to be talking about different councils and <laughs> all that business tonight. Um, now, Creative Australia will expand 
expand and modernize the Australia Council's work and it's meant to have $200 million of additional funding coming over four years. Um, they're saying, the government is saying that funding decisions will be made on the basis of artistic merit and at arm's length from government, which is good on the surface, but I will say from the outset, the issue we always, not always, I, I, this is very cynical, but the, the issues that we often have with these bodies is that, um, and we're, we're about to see this with Music Australia, and of course they have to be appointed this way, and of course this is the process for government, but it, it's, it's ministerial appointees. And what often happens is when we have a change of government, the new minister goes out with the old and in with everybody who's sympathetic to me, and so we end up with these non-political bodies end up being quite politically weighted because, of course, mm. they're appointed by the minister. So it's all well and good. Maybe Tony Burke is the arts minister at the moment in this instance when it comes to Music Australia is going to appoint... You know, in his mind, this most unbiased body of people. That may be all well and good, but then the next government rolls around and rolls around. I don't know how you stop this from happening, but it is something that we see across government. So from the outset, I just want to flag my cynicism with that side of things. Yeah, especially being a government policy, right? If it was like, you know, a um, support act or someone who had this sort of position to make these sort of changes, then you'd be absolutely support actor going to put the right people in place and regardless of which government's in place, they'll keep championing for music in Australia, where being a government policy, a government appointment, that's obviously going to come with, as you were mentioning, if a Liberal government comes in next, they're going to appoint their own minister, they're going to then have their own appointees within the council. So, I... It, hopefully it's not something that we see where there's no long-term vision and it's all short-term, short-term, just to try and get points, where you want to actually see long-term strategies in place to try and benefit music in this country and just culture in general. Yeah, definitely. Definitely we do. Um, but, yeah, so the, so this legislation has gone to Parliament um, and the the board, it's got info about the, the structure and the board of Music Australia, and it's actually going to be known as the Music Australia Council. Now, the Music Australia Council is going to consist of eight representatives with a, quote, relevant and appropriate experience in mind. That comes from the Australian Council for the Arts. Um, now, Tony Burke will make the appointments, as we just mentioned, and they're going to run for four years. Um, so, I, I, so, I mean, I suppose it's out of step with election cycles. So you kind of have that midway through a government's term now that we're into the second year of this current or year and a half or whatever of this current government. Um, so uh, assuming they're appointed soon, that's how they're going to run in those four-year cycles. Which I think works better when it's not, okay, new government's out, we need to appoint new members. It's like, well, hang on, we've still got six months or whatever the case is. You know, after the election, if there is a new minister appointed to that role, they can then actually proactively sort of pick who they want to take over and they can sort of almost be like, hopefully this is obviously ideal. It'll be a nice transition as opposed to, okay, we're cutting it here. You're out, you're in, let's start from fresh. You want to see it sort of carrying on through, like I was just saying before, obviously you want the long-term plan in there as well as obviously these, you know, short-term projects. Yes, yeah, definitely. And, and yeah, and you hope that that's, that's respected what the work that they're doing. So, I mean, all of that remains to be seen, but you can call us cynical. And I think we have good reason to be looking <laughs> at our music and the arts has been treated for a long time. Um, but this council uh, is going to be charged with advising the Board of Creative Australia. So... That's the you know the level up. That's the Australian Arts Council, um, and that's remaining known as the Australia Council. So you might know the Australia Council more familiar. Um, Tina Arena actually left the Australia Council in the last couple of days for reasons we're not exactly sure of just yet. Um, but yeah, the Music Australia Council will be advising the Australia Council. Just 
because when I was reading this, I was like, okay, I need to clarify this. This was confusing me. Um, the, the responsibilities of Music Australia are to support and promote Australian contemporary music practice and support, supporting and promoting the development of markets and audiences for Australian contemporary music. And it's these little factors that are why we were so excited about the creation of this body because now it's going to be legislated that there is a body whose obligation or and 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 brief is to actually achieve these things we've never had this before um so you've got this this really really big push from within government and we've now seen it at the state government as well for this to happen and be formalized it's it's it is exciting to hopefully see what they could produce um Adrian Collette, who's the current CEO of Australia Council um, or Creative Australia, will be the chair of the council um, and any subsequent CEO will be the chair of the Music Australia Council as well. Um, He will appoint a director of Music Australia in consultation with the Minister of the Day um, and the the Australia Council board is going to increase from 12 to 14 people who will also be appointed by the Minister to help with the addition of this Music Australia Council. the previously announced Centre for Art and Entertainment Workplaces is going to be rebranded as Creative Workplaces. It's going to have a council as well that's going to consist of six people that are also going to be appointed by Tony Burke or the Minister for four years. So we've got like councilception. You can understand why I was trying to make these things really clear. <laughs> it can get very confusing going down that rabbit hole in a sense. And a lot of appointments to be made. So I know we've got a lot of talented people in this country, but I wonder if people will be sitting on two different councils, whether that's allowed, whether they can only sit on one council. I guess we'll find out in the near future, but it could get very confusing. Definitely. And, um, you know, like I said, maybe we'll get a call up the way <laughs> things are going with <laughs> going from 12 to 14 and then six on this council, six over there. I mean, we're a long way down that line. Tony, mate, if you're listening, you the boys are raring and ready to go. <laughs> we've got a lot of experience. We, we've got service. some ideas. We want to head your way, Tony. But um, he did say he is obviously the Minister for the Arts. He said, Australia's artists and creatives are essential workers, which was not something that was felt throughout the pandemic, though obviously you know a lot of gig economy workers weren't essential. But Tony Burke says that they are. Uh, he said they deserve safe workplaces and fair pay like any other worker. Creative workplaces will ensure that. Uh, he said contemporary music in Australia has been ignored by government for too long. Someone's been listening to us ramble on for the past (laughs) few years, I think. Uh, Music Australia will change that, he said. We want to make sure that the soundtrack to life in Australia has contemporary Australian music there for every single beat. That's right. Um, So they're talking the talk and they're legislating in terms of walking the walk. So hopefully these things uh, blossom into good outcomes for the music industry. Um, They've also flagged that future legislation is going to embed a First Nations-led body within Creative Australia and also establish Writers Australia too as part of the broader cultural plan that was part of Revive too. And we know that Indigenous voices were very key to that too. I think it just makes sense, doesn't it, to sort of have... We've had Screen Australia for a while, like you mentioned, at the top of the music news, to then have Music Australia, Writers Australia, like all the different creative aspects. I think it makes sense to sort of have a board or body sort of responsible and overlooking that, and specifically when it comes to legislation that we've seen zero. I mean, we I feel like we talk about this in most music news in the last <laughs> few months, but like there has been zero consultation from those who have the decision powers to those who that decision impacts so it's nice to have a bit of consultation there and i I just think it makes sense it does it does and it also makes sense to embed like first nations bodies within that too because you can't talk about culture in this country without 
talking about the mm. the oldest living culture on the planet, which is in this country. So and it's, um, they they have to be intertwined. I think it's really important for us as a nation for those things not to exist separately any longer. And it sounds obvious. Like it, when you saying that out loud, I'm like, well, yeah, of course, but it's not so obvious in a lot of practice that we see at the moment. So hopefully that will change. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we've got a, a lot to look forward to, to, to potentially, to, potentially <laughs> through skepticism. <laughs> potentially. Yes. We say cynically. Um, yeah. The CEO of the Australia council, his name's Adrian Collette. And he is it going to be the chair of the music Australia council. One of um, the six new councils yes. <laughs> he said this is a historic moment for the australia council which is a 50-year legacy of supporting arts and culture in australia including investment in first nations arts and creative spaces creative australia will be a bigger and bolder champion and investor bringing together public and private partnerships for maximum impact and this is again what has excited us about this it's it's literally bridging all of these gaps it's all these divides mm-hmm. that we've had all of these inconsistent little bits and bobs that have meant the links in the chain aren't there and so we're unable to make this thing work or as well as it could hopefully if delivered correctly when you have this happening and it's also now going to work in lockstep with the new south wales government's new policy um which is very very similar it's music new south wales so we've got these bodies that are hopefully communicating with each other they're engaging with the private sector the industry the artists everyone else we get better outcomes the whole way through yeah, from that federal level through to the state level like you are talking then. So hopefully that's good. And maybe even local council, since we've mentioned council so many times in <laughs> would be great. today's music news. But that will conclude the music news for us this evening. If you've tuned in maybe halfway through and you thought, what the hell are they talking about? The best way to catch up is on homebrewed.au or on your podcasting platform of choice. You'll find the music news there uploaded every single Thursday. Homebrewed. Get it all at www.homebrewed.au. Why is it not your internet homepage right now? Yeah, if it's not, I, I don't see any other reason why you would need to use the internet other than to access <laughs> our content. And if there is another reason, I'd like you to email it to me and I can deem whether it's worthy or not. And that email can be found at www.homebrewed.au.